December 2nd, 2028, Indianapolis. They won. Now they wait. Scott Frost won his third Big Ten championship on Saturday night at Lucas Oil Stadium, pounding Michigan 35-14. But as the Huskers gathered on the award stand to collect their trophy, most fans, players, and coaches had already turned their attention to the long 12 hours that awaited the team. Nebraska, 13-0, sat fifth in the college football playoff standings, behind number one Alabama, number two Texas, number three USC, and number four Florida. The Huskers had figured to move ahead of one loss Florida, but the Gators knocked off previously unbeaten Alabama in the SEC championship game, providing a dilemma for playoff for the playoff committee and chairman Steve Spurrier. Asked about the situation by a Fox Sports reporter during the award ceremony, Frost shrugged and said, I don't have too much to say. I think we just made a pretty good case of the field. I'm proud of my team and we'll play anybody. But the, but the MVP of the Big Ten title game, quarterback Jimmy Chitwood, grabbed the mic and said, if you could vote for Florida or Alabama in good conscience after what you just saw, go ahead. But if you watched our game tonight, I don't know how anyone can deny this great man a chance at a national championship. I love how this is supposed to be in the sports writers of the Omaha World Heralds. This is supposed to be their wildest dreams. So the way that this section is written makes it seem like Scott Frost has won the Big Ten twice previously yeah. and has not made the college football playoff. Like <laughs> either time. You can so in their wildest dreams, Scott Frost in year in year nine. Won a third Big Ten title and is waiting for his first trip to the college football playoff. Like, you could write better fan fiction than that. Go for the natty. Who cares? It's fan fiction. Yeah. Literally say 15-0 Nebraska just beat number one Alabama. And Scott Frost has signed a lifetime contract with the, with the, with the school. You want to temper expectations? You just had him winning the Big Ten three times in nine years. Uh, well, three and nine is probably what he was going to go this year. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't, uh, if you guys, if, if no one knows, Scott Frost got fired. What was it, Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Got fired Monday morning. I mean, Sunday morning. No, it was oh, Sunday. Morning. Yeah, he was fired right before the NFL started. Um, yeah, fired Sunday morning after a 45-42 loss to Georgia Southern. Um, they missed a field goal to, to tie the game in Lincoln. Um, that's fucking hilarious. Like, I want my account, my old account, the MSU devotee, the OG, I want that un- unlocked now so I can take my pl- – I was right. I was just a year ahead of time when I when I portrayed Stuart Mandel. I was just too far ahead. Um. Yeah, he gets a fifteen what fifteen million dollar buyout. Um, if they waited a month, wouldn't it have been cheaper? If they waited until his buyout dropped in half on October first. Yeah, if they waited they con- like three weeks. Yeah, and they confirmed that he that Frost was paid the entire buyout, the entire fifteen million, which makes me think that. Some donor, some rich yep. donor stepped in and said, I'll make up the difference. Fuck it. Fire him now. 
Which is hilarious. Call calls were, calls were made. I'm sorry, you can't lose to Clay Helton and keep your job. James Franklin notwithstanding. How funny that Clay Helton was the last Power Five coach to get fired, goes to a group of five school, and then gets the first Power Five coach fired this year. It uh, time is a flat circle. Uh, yeah, I mean Scott Frost sucks, and what's really funny is when I thought was when he was coming to Nebraska, I legit thought that was a really good hire. I mean, I I, I thought that was like. I didn't think they would propel to like, you know, beating Alabama or Ohio State or anything, but I thought, okay, that could be better than Bo Pelini, but it's pretty obvious. I wonder if it was all like just the staff he had around him at UCF that made him a great coach. I, I think at this point, Nebraska is a dead program. I don't think there's any coming. You can't hire the hometown hero, the national championship winning quarterback, fire him week two. After not after not waiting for his buyout to be cut in half, and then expect to continue to compete at a high level. I'm sorry, Nebraska. Nebraska's dead. Put a right. fork in them. I mean, they're done. It's. Could you imagine how this? Like, I think they thought they looked at what Jim Harbaugh was doing at Michigan and was like, we this we need the hometown kid, and uh, it's just jarring how bad he was. Like he Jim Harbaugh. Has the easiest job in America. Right. He can go nine and three and beat Ohio State once every two presidential terms and have a lifetime contract. And he could basically stay as long as he wants. It I was I was surprised to see him fired this early, but once I saw that they lost to Georgia Southern, yeah, I I, I it didn't it didn't surprise me after that. Um I mean, where does the so Nebraska? I think that what's his name, Mickey, Mickey Joseph. Mickey Joseph is the interim for the rest of the year. Um, first head, first black head coach in Nebraska athletics history. Period. Not football, like the entire athletic department. He's the yeah. first black head coach. Um, good for him. That's awesome. Um, I have seen Nebraska fans, thanks to Spartan Ryan, sharing screenshots of rivals boards. Um, thinking that they can get Urban Meyer, which is laugh out loud. That that's just so laughable on so many levels. They have the, they probably have the donor or the money to do it, but there's I think Urban Meyer's done coaching. I, I there's not enough. I'm sorry, not enough. There are hot coeds that go to Nebraska, but there aren't enough to attract Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer's gonna run through those coeds in six months and then fake heart problems. <laughs> go back uh, to Fox. I mean, who who are they saying could be legit candidates? I I really I forgot. They had a list of a lot of people. I mean, it was like 20 names. They should hire Coach O. I'm being oh. dead serious. Oh man, we need we need Ed Orger on the Big Ten. Do you believe in the Matt Campbell smoke at all? I do. It's career suicide. If you take Nebraska, if you go to Nebraska as an already fired head coach. That is the last head, and you fail, which you're going to fail because Nebraska as a program doesn't have the infrastructure to compete in modern college football. They just don't. They have the fan base. They have the fan interest, but they don't have the NIL infrastructure. The campus sucks. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. And you're non-competitive. Yeah. 
so you're you're trapped. You're you're you play in one of the worst divisions in the Power Five, and you can't even win that. Yeah, you're you're trapped. You're you're stuck. If you take that Nebraska job and you've been fired as a head coach before, that is the last head coaching job you're going to get. You will be an analyst or a special assistant or a coordinator for the remainder of your career. Scott Frost is already signing the paperwork to be an offensive analyst under Nick Saban right now. Yeah, if I'm Matt Campbell, why the fuck would I take that job? I just beat Iowa for the first time ever. Granted, it's because of Kirk Ferentz's piece of shit son had a little too much sloppy steak the night before. (laughs) Slapped all over his play call sheet. (laughs) Couldn't read it. Do you want to know something crazy? It's kind of crazy. It's not that crazy. Um, I, I saw this. I don't know if it was legit, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna con- try to confirm this. Uh, I believe that um, Iowa and Nevada play this weekend, and uh, apparently it says it said that um, uh, Iowa is a 23 point favorite over Nevada. Iowa won't even score 23 points. They haven't scored 23 points all season. They've scored 10 offensive points. Yeah, they've scored 17 points the entire season in two or three games. We used to think, my God, we used to think those Michigan State, like the 2018 Michigan State offenses were bad. Oh, they would run. They would. I mean, they were bad, but. (laughs) I'm looking at sports line. Do you see that? Um, do you see that? Uh, Iowa fans bought a cameo from Fran McCaffrey, yeah. Telling wait from Fran McCaffrey, yeah. They they did Bob Stoops and then they got I saw Fran, the Stoops one, yeah. They got Fran, they got Fran to do it, and he was like, Hey, Brian, uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out in the family business. I wish you the best of your future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see those. I'm going to have to look at them. Yeah, the Stoops one is pretty funny. I don't – what's the connection with Stoops? Was Ferentz – did Ferentz – Did go to Iowa? Oh, Stoops was like a Ferentz assistant, I think. I think really? Stoops was a uh, Hayden Fry assistant. Oh, let me take a look. I got to Google. But, yeah, he they got Bob Stoops to do it on Cameo. That's how that And um, they got uh, – and then they got Fran McCaffrey. Yeah, he was a Hayden Fry assistant in Iowa. Okay. Yeah. That's funny as shit. That's so funny. <laughs> um, I mean, so do you, so Matt Campbell, I bet he would take it if he were offered. I don't think he would, and no. I don't think he should. I don't think he should. Um, they're they're going to pay someone crazy money that's overrated to take it. If I had to guess right now, Matt Rule's probably getting fired, so I would yeah. guess they, they would jump at Matt. That wouldn't be a bad tra- that wouldn't be a bad choice. He was a pretty good college coach. I also heard I also heard Lance Leopold at Kansas, and I would not be a fan of Nebraska hiring him just because of the fact that, that dude can build a program. He resurrected fucking Kansas. Kansas, dude, they like actually are competitive now. He did an excellent job at Buffalo. The thing, okay, the thing about Matt Campbell is I've I read on some boards like someone said that like Ames isn't a destination for him. But he's been there for how long now? Like, like six or seven years. Yeah. And he's turned down, like he turned down Michigan or like the rumors of him going to Michigan. He turned out, he turned down like what the, was that real that he turned down the Lions or 
I think it, no... I mean he interviewed. Yeah. And he tur- I think he very quickly rejected Michigan State when they were when they were looking for a new coach. It's who, like, why who... are you turning these are these are jumps Step to the next jumps. level. Yeah, and you're are... and you're shutting oh, it down. I mean, thankfully, like they're thankfully he didn't, because honestly, I'm not as high on on Matt Campbell as a lot of other people are. But no, if Matt Campbell goes to Nebraska, he's gonna fail. It'd be the so, same thing as Scott Frost, in my opinion. Right. Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell, if you're uh if you're a team in the Big Ten West, you want them to hire Matt Campbell, basically. Yeah. Lance Leopold, it gets a little dicey. Now again, I think Nebraska is a dead program. I don't think they're ever gonna be competitive again. I just don't see I don't see an avenue for them to get to to get competitive. They're they're gonna have that one good season under whoever their new coach is, where the quarterback is gonna go with the bowl trophy. We're back, <laughs> and then it's just gonna completely collapse. So someone, I think Vanini wrote about this in the Athletic over on on Sunday. I think it was kind of like his recap. It was either him or um, Mandel. Um, Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, so you wrote this in the Athletic on on Sunday. Uh, do you guys truly believe that we're on the that we're that we're in the midst of a, of a chaos season? No, no, no. Alabama and Georgia are the top two teams, and like, there ha- I wouldn't call it like I mean upsets happen a lot, but so I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's anything if, out of the ordinary. If we if if Texas pulled it off, I would say it's something, chaos season. Something something's yeah. cooking, but. I would agree. Alabama pull, Alabama did what Alabama does. And, I would say though that is the that is the most beatable Alabama has looked in a long time. They were they were shook. They yeah. were they were they were shook. Texas the had a nasty D line. The blueprint. If you're if you're if you're in the SEC, if you're, I mean, even though they lost on Saturday, if you're A and M. If you're Mississippi State, if you're Ole Miss, you know, if you have to play Alabama this year, uh, the blueprint's there. You know what you got to do. Let's take a look at Alabama's schedule. Let's see what their road games are this year. Dead air. So, um, <laughs> they pl- so they have – so they're at – so they have A&M at home. Uh, but they're but they're going to Arkansas. That's not going to be an easy. Not easy. Say close win there. I think they'll beat them. I really yeah. like Sam Pittman. Yeah, I mean, I think Alabama's going to win, but it's not going to be it's not going to be a layup. Arkansas will cover the spread. And then here's yeah. the thing: they're in Knoxville this year. They're going to Knoxville. <sighs> That's not it. The you got to be loud. You got to have a nasty D line. Tennessee fans are loud, and Tennessee kind of has a nasty D line. I haven't watched them a ton. Hen I watched Hooker that. Cedric Tillman are good though. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that Pitt game, that Pitt Tennessee game. Oh yeah. And they they got after they got after Keen Slovis. They fucking knocked him out of the game. Our, our best our BFF Nick Patty had to had to try to close it out for him. Uh, Pitt is on the clock for Western. Yeah. Go Western. Go Broncos. Broncos. They play at 7 p.m. 
No, they, yeah, like the same time as Michigan State. I thought they played at four thirty. They must have moved it. I checked because I bet I bet the game this week. So oh I, man, it was originally a four p.m. game. I was thinking about going. Yeah, because no, Pitt, Pitt yeah. is only a ten point favorite. Broncos are going to cover. I think they are. I mean, I think it depends if Slovis is out. If Slovis is out, I think Pitt could cut. Co- I think Western could cover, and they could even win. But That's- a lot of that, if Slovis is in, then I don't know. They're a different team with Keen Slovis. They are a different team. Pitt's not ready for the Waldo uh, Stadium student section. Yeah. <laughs> All eight of them. Yeah. That place was pretty loud for the MSU game, but they, but you know, the, uh, very rare to get a premier opponent like us. Eight students who aren't who aren't passed out drunk in the oh. tailgate in the student tailgate parking lot. Oh, Broncos. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, so Alabama, I would say Arkansas would be close. Tennessee might be the one. I don't believe they'll be. I don't believe they'll have a tough time in Mississippi State. Mike Leach is just so hitting going mess. through the motions. Well, yeah. plus they're at home. Yeah, um, LSU. No, I don't think. So. I hope Brian they have to go. Me. They have to go to Oxford this year. I could see Mississippi game being an upset. They have to go to Oxford this year. They'll they'll lose to Mississippi and then the get right game against Austin P. Their annual they schedule a cupcake in early early to mid November yeah. before the Iron and Bowl. And the Iron Bowl is never easy for them. No. no, I mean it's in it's in Tuscaloosa this year, right? But so, it's never it's never like a really fucking easy game for them. No. That game last year was insane. But, yeah, that was a good yeah, game. I mean, the blueprint's there. You got to tell everyone to be loud, and you got to you got to send you got to get Bryce Young. You got to get Bryce Young scrambling. Yeah, and Texas was hitting him fucking hard. Oh yeah, they were was, coming, and he was down. Like his the shin was down. He was coming. They were coming. I'm gonna come. That's what the Texas D line said to, to Bryce Young before he. <laughs> and I mean. Ball. Isn't that's got to be the first time ever? Like they said that Texas lost and they jumped up in the rankings. I mean, that was a really impressive. I mean, yeah. short that is the best possible loss, I think, for Sark in Texas. That's a loss where, like, if I were a Texas fan, I'd be like, You're not even mad. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm mad. mad. I'm mad that like, you were, I'm mad that yours is out for an extended yeah, period of oh. time. And I'm mad that th- that the Fox broadcast couldn't shut the fuck up about 2010 and Colt McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> they had those they had those graphics ready so fucking yep. early. It was almost like they knew it was happening. Ewers Ewers being in, I think they would have won that game. I, I, I think so know. too, because even I think even if Sam Card, I think even if Card was wasn't like wasn't about to fall apart. I think they might have been able to win. Because he it's not like he's a slouch. Yeah. But he just he just wasn't healthy. Like you could see it. Like he he looked like he looked like he had just gotten hip replacement surgery. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, good. That was a good game. I didn't get to watch it, watch it because we, we we gotta get a TV at our tailgate, especially for these fucking 3 30, 4 p.m. tail games. Um, so our boys beat up, uh, Akron, the lowly zips 52 to zip. Get it. Oh yeah. The, the, the announcer at Spartan stadium did that a couple times. I'm just like, ha ha uh, for the, uh, for the, for the listeners at home, I just whipped a name. 
Uh, so it's compliment sandwich time. Uh, I'll let you guys go first, and then I'll just kind of piggyback off you or whatever. Uh, my first compliment. <laughs> Someone, so, I'm gonna have to call. I'm gonna have to call my mom in here to check my temperature. Uh, because I'm giving my first compliment to the defense. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is everyone okay? We all good? Yeah. Are you sure you don't have COVID? I still I still think Scotty Hazleton's scheme is incredibly flawed. I think that I still think I still think he's too soft over the middle, and any good quarterback is gonna be able to exploit that and eat us alive. But they but I do think the defense is way more aggressive this year. They're getting yep. after the quarterback more. They're, they're hitting harder. They're moving faster. They're getting to the ball faster. There's a lot more pass breakups. They're, they're, stripping, they're stripping balls left and right. And, like, the defense looked as good. The last time I remember, like, being genuinely impressed with MSU's defense, it was 2017. Wow. I think that I am once again going to give my first positive to the running game. Um, Still mine. La- last week, and I mean, he had a good game this week too, but I think Broussard was the star back there. I know Berger ran for three touchdowns, but I think Broussard had the more impactful runs. Um, I mean, it, it it's nice to know that the run game just hasn't fallen off at all. It still looks fantastic. I think it's a huge testament to what Cap has built um, with the offensive line, their ability to open up holes for the runners. Um, and then just, you know, Tucker again going into the portal, finding a great player in Jalen Berger for one, and then an established guy uh, in Jarek Broussard. Um, he's absolutely pieced together a very, very good uh, run game with everything going on. Uh, that was the, I think, biggest question going into the year, and uh, it's been answered, and I don't think we have to worry about it at all. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, you took mine. Uh, compliment. Let's see my first I'll go Noah Kim uh, <laughs> to see him get some look. The Korean cannon, baby. The Korean cannon. Two of, tw- two of two, 22 yards with a pretty decent touchdown pass. That looks, It looked really pretty. And it's really um, fucking pretty. Toby Maguire meme again, Patrick Mahomes, and then put on the glasses and it's uh, Noah Kim. Um, two weeks in a row I've used that verbal meme. I was pretty happy with that. Like, that was pretty cool to see him. I, I'm glad Jay Johnson, like, let him throw it. Because, you know, in the D'Antonio era, we were so used to the backup just fucking handing it off. And he kind of let these guys toy around a little bit more with things. Um yeah, I mean, we even was, got our first. We even got our first clip at Kaden Hauser on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. one know, or two for two yards. But he, had a, he had a really nice design run uh, to to the left side. Yeah, and I don't think his incompletion to Jeremy was that bad. No, you know, it was just kind of good coverage by Akron's defense, and it was a little underthrown. Mm-hmm. But you know, I but you know, it's like I posted on Twitter. It's it's, it's Squidward up, up against the wall. Future, future. Right. SD, what's your what's your uh, negative? I think I think we're all I don't pretty know. aligned. Yeah, yep. I think we're all pretty aligned. But what what you got? And then we'll see if it's ours. 
Uh, what the fuck is going on with Peyton Thorne? Yep. Yep. I'm um, nervous. I'm really fucking nervous. So, I guess kind of the the compliment within the criticism is that though at least Peyton's problems are consistent, right? Like he overthrew everyone last week, right? If he Mm. came into this week throwing everything at everyone's feet, then I would be exponentially more concerned than I would be now. So that tell, so him over him continuing to overthrow tells me a couple things. It's rhythm and it's timing that you can, that you can practice that you can improve upon. He's going to get it right. Eventually it's, he looked better this week than he did last week, but there were still some dumb decisions. The flea flicker pick was so fucking bad. The flea flicker pick was awful. Um, the other interception I thought was pretty bad too. He, he kind of forced it. There was I don't no remember that, that one. They sent um, a blitz and he just panicked and chucked oh, it. Oh, yeah. panic and chucked it. That was yeah, when they, that those, was were, when, yeah. those were going away from where we were sitting. So they, they overturned it. I think that's the one they overturned because I think they got, they got one of the Akron guys for roughing. Yeah. Um, and then that's when Kin came in and threw the touchdown. Um, or is that, that might have been a different No, run. this was the one where like the refs really didn't call anything. And there was a flag, but like it was a celebration or something. And MSU, oh yes, still, like it was a weird. Like no one knew what the hell was going inside, going on inside the stadium. Like he threw the pick, and then some refs like looked pointed at like the line of scrimmage, and then some refs were like pointing at the interception. And we thought, okay, there's a flag, and then they picked it up and said it was an interception or like some weird assessment of the penalty, from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, uh, were the refs hard to hear on the stadium too? Yeah. Okay, so that wasn't a Big Ten Network thing. That was a that was a problem with like whatever, whatever they use, whatever mic the ref the main the um, the referee had. And they reviewed so many plays. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. The um my conspiracy theory that NCAA refs are paid hourly uh, <laughs> was not was not uh was not dismissed by by this game like it was a it was a 52 nothing game in the fourth quarter and they're fucking reviewing shit i'm like Which, I, I get it it's early in the season for the referees too that's fine sure. um they they yeah. missed a pretty bad one i forget what one they missed one that was really fucking bad well if you want to talk about bad refereeing we can talk about texas out we can go back to texas alabama well, uh, I, wa- I, w- I was able to watch that part in my car when uh, they sacked him in the end zone and they didn't call it. Oh, that, before that, that I mean, passer too. They missed fucking obvious. They missed like an unbelievably obvious pass interference, but whatever. Peyton Thorne, like I, I, trust, I, I trust him. I trust Mel. I trust Jay to get him right. I do. But, to get, but having the same problem in two games is very very concerning and like i tweeted it, you're he's kind of in the danger zone of becoming this team's gabe brown this team's what gabe brown Oof. what do you mean like professor clanky clank like just brick just tossing it oh yeah just no regard for human life oh i mean <laughs> 
giving out hospital balls like America is free healthcare. Just unbelievable. I I get it, but I I don't want to go there yet. If if he fucks, if he's bad against Washington, that's twenty five percent of the season. And I'll start I'll start to to follow you down that path. But like like Padme said to Anna and Anakin, I cannot follow you down this path that you're going right now. Um, but I I see your point. Uh, yeah, he's he's it's just it looks like he's trying to be a superstar quarterback. And could he be possibly? But he doesn't have to be. The scheme is set up for him to be successful as a game manager. Yes. And he can be more than a game manager, but like, I, I just want to see that get right game. And I, we really need it to be Saturday night. It, it has to be because then they come home to Minnesota. If we lose this game on Saturday and the second, the first three and out, if Thorne has some duck throws, that crowd's going to be booing. <laughs> I can see, but they they will be. See, he can be more than a game manager, but he has to do the standard stuff first, like consistent. Like I think the biggest issue with with what's going on with him is his footwork. I think that he's getting too uh, skittish. Like he's he's not setting his feet when he throws. He's throwing off his back foot a lot, um, and that's why he's just sailing these throws. It's because he's not stepping into it and and striking it where it needs to be um and he is definitely trying to do way too much like he doesn't have to be uh the whole offense and he does still have the run game if he needs it and also he needs to also learn how to run um because you know it's still inexcusable i still think of the the western play but yeah the two interceptions last week were really bad um but the good thing is that like what his problems are are completely fixable. So, yeah, I it is think, concerning. It is concerning, but it's fixable. Yeah, I think our friend Connor Maldowney uh, pointed that out. That all of his overthrows, like he went back and he watched Western and Akron, uh, Peyton's throws on those on those during those games, and and he said that like when he steps in, when he steps in, he's as good as ever, maybe even better. But it's because he's it's because he's throwing off his back foot that everything's that everything's sailing. So he's just got to plant that front foot, step into the pocket, be patient, and just breathe. Got to you know? trust your guys too. You have two very you have like at least three very trustworthy receivers who are going to catch that ball for you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Trust your O line to get you enough time. Trust your receivers that they're going to catch the ball. You don't have to rush anything. Let the game come to you. I feel like Peyton's trying to like make the go to the game. The game has to come to him. Yeah. It's going to click and I'm, we'll talk about it when, when we get our preview, but I firmly believe it'll be Saturday night. Um, speaking into existence. So what's our, what's your guys' uh, compliment atop the sandwich off? Um, For me, uh, yeah. I will, I will give a shout out to the juice squad. I think I gave him a shout out last week. Um, you know, the run game doesn't happen without the without the guys in the trenches. And and while I'm unaware of their political affiliations, they certainly are living up to their reputation of the, <laughs> of good of good trenches of of MSU's past. So, you know, they they're creating holes. 
Um, <coughs> the guards, the guards are quick to pull. They're getting to the next level when they don't have a blocking assignment. They're, you know, they're running down the field with with Berger and Broussard, and and you know, they're giving Thorn they're giving Thorn time when he needs it. Um, and yeah, I mean, there have been times where they kind of get blown up a little bit, but that's going to happen. That's going to happen in college football. Your O line's going to get caught off guard and get blown up. Like, yeah, even the best O lines do that. I will say, Samac had a fix in the game. Yeah, Samac looked great. So um, I'm going to do like I did last week when I do 50-50. My concern last week, but I'll do double this time. Um, I'll do uh, double for for um, compliments. One will go to uh, Jacoby Winman again. Uh, it looks like he is um, Mel Tucker's portal star this year. Again, remember, that's a bad thing. It's using the portal is bad. Yeah, it's bad. You should never do it. Um, but, yeah, he got after it again. Didn't have the sack numbers. Like, I mean, four sacks is absurd. Um, but he had, I think, one and a half. And then he forced three fumbles. So, shout out yep. to him and the defense. Um, so, I mean, Michigan State defense is back. Um, thankfully, you know, and thankfully that starts up front with a good defensive line. And Jacoby Winman is leading that charge. Um, and then the second one, I'm going to give a shout out to Elijah Collins. Somebody who has been there forever. He's worked hard. He's seen himself fall down the depth chart, dealt with COVID, um, you know, put on a ton of that weight and everything, wor- has worked his way back. Um, you know, still still not high on the depth chart, but it was really, really cool to see him score that touchdown. He's just worked so hard. He's just been such a vocal leader for for everyone in, uh, in that locker room and in the running back room and everything. So it was awesome to see him see him uh, get in the end zone. Agreed. Uh, eat, Arby, eat at Arby's. Um, hashtag ad. Happy for him. I have a roast beef sandwich. Oh, that's right. He has an Arby's ad. I forgot about that. <laughs> he has an Arby's sponsor. Forgot about that. Uh, it, that's burning in my head forever, <laughs> seeing his tweets. Uh, let's see. For me. Does Elijah Collins run nihilistic Arby's? <laughs> life's, life's short. Eat Arby's. People, um, will, people will jump you on the depth chart. Life is short. You will die. Eat Arby's. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Jack Stone. Um, oh, yeah. recovered recovered from last week that's my last compliment he kicked a 43 yard field goal um my good friend spartan ryan who i i have season tickets with was very optimistic and as soon as he lined up for the kick he said he's going to miss this wide left um he proved the haters wrong like spartan ryan and he nailed it um and had our seven extra points happy for him to recover um we're going to need him so, saturday night I mean, I hope end just, up being a dang good kicker. I, I think he will. I, I hope he's just finding his footing out there on the field. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but on the, I, platform, I, on the platform that is the playing field. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. Um, he's not going to make every kick. I mean, that's it's pretty hard to be a perfect kicker in, in both the NFL and college. Just have two real unrealistic expectations. But isn't it crazy how? Like the closest <sighs> to perfect it got in college was Roberto Aguayo. Yeah. And then once he gets to the NFL, he just looks like he's never seen a, a goalpost yeah. before. He's awful. It's in, um, it's in, it was incredible. It's mind blowing to me. Um, so next we play Washington Saturday night on ABC, 7 30 PM. 
uh, our time, which I think is a nice advantage that it's not a night game over there in Seattle. Yeah, like it's not 10 15. Yeah, like oh that suck. Suck to watch. Um we are currently what a three, three and a half point dog. Yeah. Three so and a half. Basically, yeah. take away home advantage. This is a pick'em. I I believe this is Peyton Thorne's get right game. Uh Washington is is trying to recover from two of their safeties or two of their um defensive backfield getting drafted in the I think the first 40 picks of the draft they were they were taken. Um yeah. and they beat up two bad teams. I mean we did too, but I I I know Michael Penix is still a decent quarterback, but he's not the Michael Penix that he was when he torched MSU. He's not mobile anymore. He runs maybe three times a game if that. Um this could be a game where our defensive line just works these guys over. They, Washington hasn't given up a sack yet. Stay tuned. Jacoby Winman and Slade and uh, all these guys are going to fucking eat them alive. That's that's my prediction for Saturday night. I, think, we a, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win by a touchdown. Do we have an update on Slade? Because I know he got hurt. Oh, never uh, Saturday. We, we do ha, not. I need to ask fucking, it's not like Tucker's going to say anything. Right. He's a little banged up. Tucker said or, Tucker said the same about Jane Reed. He's a little banged up and he'll be ready when he's ready. Same thing he said about Xavier Henderson. It's like, dude. Oh. I understand oh. the I understand the advantage in not being transparent, but I am going to throw up and shit and come if I don't find <laughs> out what's going on with Jane Reed. Um, I, I think Reed's gonna play. I, I really do. He he got I, cut on the back of on his back. That'd have to be by like a cleat or something, right? He just something landed like hard. He landed hard, I think, is what I think was what most of a little it. bit. Yeah. I, because, I think Reed's gonna play because really Peyton do. Thorne, because Peyton Thorne fucked him and overthrew him. Yeah, still came down with it. That's how still good came down with it. Uh because they they played they played since middle school together. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean I mean, yeah. I mean, Washington's definitely a team on the come up. They they went out and got Penix in the transfer portal. Um, you know, Penix gave us problems in in 2019, uh, Lucas. But like you said, that was that was two major injuries ago. So yeah, like an ACL injury and then something else. Like you can recover from those, but you're never the same. Right. We had two ACL. Injuries. Especially with two of them. Like you're you're still you, but you're not the same guy. Yeah, I mean they played they played Kent State, who sucks, who was who was in the MAC championship game last year, but lost but lost (laughs) a lot, graduated a lot. Yeah. Um they're they're not the same team. They're gonna be down this year. Um they went and played and then they played um who they play Western. Eastern, not Eastern Washington, uh, Western, Eastern Illinois, maybe. I'm looking. Uh, Portland State. They went and played Portland State, who was a below 500 FCS team last year. Um, so, n- not the talent on top of not the talent. You know, like you're widening the talent gap by playing an FCS team, and then you're widening it even further by by playing a bad FCS team. So, yeah. You know, they ain't play nobody, Paul. Um, I'm not worried about their offense. I think 
Um, I think the defensive line can get to Penix often enough. And like, like you said, he's not mobile anymore. So he's not going to be able to, he's not going to be able to escape as easily. Um, I am worried about quick throws over the middle um, because that's a pretty shocking trend um, that, that teams have been able to exploit here in the, here in the early going, Um, you know, the, those, the, the classic Madden quick slant um, just seems to just seems to be good for six yards every time te- every time teams run it. And again, I think that's a detriment to Hazelton. I think that's a that's that's on Hazelton. That's on his scheme. Um, not being able to account for that is just unbelievably um, moronic. Uh, and so we'll see um, if you get enough pressure to Penix and if Thorne not even like get right, just kind of, just kind of not, just kind of not have some of the, not have some of the costly mistakes he's had early in the season. Then I think MSU, then I think MSU is going to walk away with the victory. And I do think it, and I do think this game being at a normal ish, uh, being at a normal local time, not 9 a.m., not 10, 15 p.m., I do think that is going to end up, that is going to take away some of the, some of the advantage of of uh, playing on the West Coast that that West Coast teams have. I will say, um, I I know they beat up on a couple bad teams, but I do think Washington is a good team. I do think that um, I do think Caitlin DeBoer is taking them in the right direction. I think Penix is solid as well. He's been kind of looking like his old self again, um, in some ways, and. The thing is, I also think Michigan State's defense is much more well prepared to stop what Penix's strengths are, and that's those those quick throws that he abused Michigan State with in the past. Uh, they have the defensive line to make him uncomfortable and buy the secondary some time, and that's all they need. All the secondary needs is a little bit of time. Uh, if if you have Penix scrambling, you've got enough speed at linebacker uh, to to contain him at least if he wants to run or throw on the run. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, yeah, they, they're trying to replace uh, Trent McDuffie and Kyler Gordon uh, who are off to the NFL. So if we see Reed, if he's healthy, you also have Keon and Trey Mosley and Jeremy Bernard and everybody. So you have that advantage. And I think the run game should be fine. So this is a lot of like what you guys are saying is like Peyton Thorne needs to clean up these mistakes in this game. And if he does, Michigan State will win this game. And I think it – I wouldn't say they'd win it, like, significantly, but they'd win it by a, a, a breathable margin. Another thing is with uh, Washington is discounting how well Michigan State fans travel, and it appears that Michigan State is probably going to do a pretty good job of filling that stadium, I think. Mm-hmm. The Out West Spartans are going to uh, – are going to have gotten their tickets, and they are going to fill up that stadium, and it's going to feel like a home environment for them. Friend, friend of the pod, Mrs. B, Mrs. Belvedere on Twitter is already there, I believe, or at least making her way there. A um, couple wow. other of our friends and family, our brothers, our sisters, are we're making their way there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think, I mean, I said seven points, but, like, this is going to be either one of those games where we're all right and, like, this we win relatively comfortably, or it's just – 
shit goes wrong right from the beginning. Like we fumble the snap on the first, the first drive and they score a touchdown and it just snowballs. But I mean, we're fucking due, you know, we haven't won a conference or, you know, a, uh, a regular season West coast game in 60 years. Um, we're due, you know, that, that streak rattled me when I heard it on Twitter, but like streaks are made to be broken. Um, I, I think, I think it's our time to do this. And if we can go down to Miami, be an underdog and kick their ass all over the field, we can certainly do that to Washington, even with the time change. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we leave, we can talk the NFL week one. Um, uh, our teams were a collective 0-3, sad to report. Um, Carter lost a nail-biter to the, the, the classy organization known as the New Orleans Saints, Spartan Dogs Super Bowl champion. Um, came back from what? From a deficit in the fourth quarter to win the game. Um, the Lions were down 18, 17 points in the fourth quarter. Um, almost beat, almost came back to beat Philadelphia. And uh, I don't know what happened with my Rams. I didn't, didn't, I don't know. I didn't look. Um, Lucas, are you sitting down? They fucking suck. Yeah. Um, this you know, team is in trouble. I think the Rams are fucking cooked this year. PFT, PFT, I think, kind of said it best on, on part of my take on Monday. Uh, the Lions are the Lions are a good enough bad team to lose by three points to anyone else in the league. <laughs> yeah. So they can lose by three points to Washington this week, and then they could lose by three points to Buffalo. Right. Like they can lose by three points to anyone in the league. I, I think I was really impressed with how much better the lines look this year compared to last year because the Eagles got better and so are the Lions. I mean, AJ Brown completely tore them apart and Jalen Hurts was running all over the place, but he wasn't the greatest passer. Um yeah, I know I had Devonta Smith as my flex. I know. <laughs> I know how I know how unprolific of a passer uh Jalen Hurts was last week. And I mean to, to come back and almost beat and if Jared Goff doesn't have that pick six, and we're we're talking about a one no lines team. I, I truly believe that. Because yeah. Goff was Goff was dog shit in the first half and then got it together in the second half. Yeah, um, I still think Goff I I I thought it all last year. I still think it this year. Goff is not the Goff isn't the guy. He's not the No. I, I think this is the last year with golf, like, or yeah, maybe next year they, they let CJ Stroud or whoever they draft <clears throat> quarterback cook in the oven for a little bit. But I mean, year three, I think Dan Campbell's one are going to start winning or, or at least trying a new quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens the rest of the season. Um, you know, the Eagles are a good team. They're going to be competing. They're going to be competing. For, I think they're probably going to win the NFC East now. They're going to compete for a top two seed in the NFC playoff picture. Yeah. Um, they are, um, you know, they're deep. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is, is a solid quarterback. It's um, He's fine. You know, I do think there are concerns both with golf and the defense. I wasn't really impressed with the scheme on Sunday. Um the, the and, linebackers outside of Rodrigo weren't, weren't the greatest. Right. And, and even Rodrigo, there was that clip of him like tossing Brett Kelsey, but like, 
the only reason he was in that position to hip toss Kelsey uh, is because he got blown off the line six yards. Yeah. I mean, he didn't so, technically miss any assignments, but like, yeah, he, he got worked on that one. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens this week against the commanders. I think that's a pretty even matchup uh, for, for, for Detroit and Washington. Um, they're kind of the same team almost. So Lions are better. I believe that 100%. I believe they're a better team. I'm not high on Washington either. No. Oh, Carson Wentz doesn't really, move the needle. Anymore. I don't like Carson Wentz. He, that, I thought, I, I, I was rooting, I was rooting for him to have a resurgence last year, but then the Colts completely shit their pants in that game against Jacksonville. And it made me so annoyed with Carson Wentz, like how <laughs> bad he looked in that game. When you're facing a team just so young and with interim positions all over the place coaching-wise, I mean, they were the, – the Jags were like, here's a playoff spot, and the Colts like, nah, we're good. So They that's kicked their of, ass. Yeah, they, they whooped them. And they, they the Colts had that game won at points too. But, um, yeah, I think the Lions are going to win this game. Are they – are they a favorite? Yeah, they're a home favorite. Yeah, three and a half points, right? I'm pretty sure they are a field goal favorite. Um, I want to look real quick. This is great radio. Um, but Carter, what are your thoughts on your Falcons early impressions? This coaching staff is not it. Um, maybe as it turns out, when your uh, trust fund FedEx coach uh, doesn't have a six foot two, like 240 pound uh, animal, just absolute beast that can run like a four, four forty. Uh, maybe when he doesn't have that, maybe he's not that great of a, a play caller or a coach. Uh, they were looking very good for three quarters of that game. And then fourth quarter, it all falls apart because they got conservative because they went into a soft zone. They were rushing three. They were dropping the safeties back. They were dropping the corners back. And when you, when you have someone like Jameis Winston and you have Thomas and Olave, guys who can beat you down the field, they're going to beat you down the field. When you go away from your strengths for whatever reason, you're going to lose that game. And I think when the Saints scored in like a minute, when it was 26-10 and they scored in like a minute, I was like, okay, I know how this game ends. I've seen this movie 15 times in the last like four years. I know how this goes. I know how this is going to go. Um, another, I mean, another huge reason they lost is Marcus Mariota was was just had inexcusable mistakes. He said he lost track of where he was on the field. They were in the red zone, and he tried to fight for extra yards on a scramble when he already had the first down, and he fumbled. Oof. And then he also botched a snap on third and one and <clears throat> tried to run for the first down but didn't get any yards. On a third and one, on a third and one. And then on fourth and one, they take the delay of game penalty in Saints territory. They took the delay of game penalty to make it fourth and six to punt the ball. That's, I mean, that's on the coaching for sure. So that was just awful. They had that game one and they just blew it by their own accord as they usually do. And, and, and yes, I would prefer the Falcons not win a lot of games this year because they're by no means a playoff team. Um, but beating the Saints is fun, and beating the Saints at home in Week One is fun. But they didn't do it. Beating they the just... Saints is fun, <laughs> <laughs> but it they is. let it get away. 
And that just it it I don't know how I have the energy for this every every time they do it. Because I'm gonna watch it on Sunday too. I know I am. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get the Rams Falcons game on Fox. That'd be kind of cool for us, but I doubt it. I got you, Lucas. It'll probably be like Green Bay or whoever the fuck plays at four o'clock. Um yeah. I am not endorsing. I am not endorsing using Sports Surge or Crack Streams or anything like that. I don't no. know what those websites are. Never nope. used anything like that. Nope, never. I pay for all of my NFL red. I certainly streams. do too. Um, I, I didn't. I, I watched that game, but man, I um, I was pretty fucking disappointed with how the Rams looked and. I'm starting to wonder if Sean McVay should start to put some of these guys in a preseason game. Like the last preseason game, put Stafford in for a drive or a quarter or whatever. Um, never going to happen, but they looked unprepared. They looked like they looked like they took the whole off season off. Um, and Sean McVay, I don't know how the fuck you sign Allen Robinson and Stafford only looks at him one time. He's just so fixated on having Cooper Cup, who arguably has has had has the greatest season season in wide receiver history under his belt. But like, I was blown away when I realized that. I'm like, wow, Allen Robinson's kind of quiet. And then I saw the videos; like, he's been wide open almost every single time. Can I make a comment on that? Go Not for to it. the same extent, but um, Arthur Smith used Kyle Pitts as a right tackle twice. <laughs> Jesus. He is using him as a blocking tight end. Kyle Pitts is not a tight end. He is a 6'6, 240 wide receiver who can run a 4'4 and blow by corners and is a mismatch for linebackers. And he's using him like he used Anthony Ferkser. And that is just coaching malpractice. And Kyle Pitts, if he continues to be used in the offense this way, is not going to sign a second contract with the Falcons. And I'm going to be sad because he is a damn special player and he's just being used as if he's like a fucking reserved swing tackle. That is coaching malpractice. It's just like, I, I, an 11 year old on Madden wouldn't do that. It's overly stupid, big brain thinking like dumb. And uh, I, I think the Rams need to, well, kind of look into their draft picks in like 10 years from now and, possibly see if see if a, a team wants to get rid of a, a decent running back because I'm convinced that Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson ain't it. They're not it, Chief. I think um, Akers rushed back from his Achilles. I do too. I, I don't and it's nothing I get his passion and all that, but like you need you I've seen guys go you know we've seen him be gone two years and like didn't Clay Thompson tear his Achilles and was gone for two years? He tore his ACL and was on the recovery from that and then tore his Achilles. And tore his Achilles, yeah. And he took his time. Like, he yeah. took his time coming back, and it worked out. He's really hasn't missed a lot of steps. But I would really like Les Snead to call Cleveland and uh, see if Kareem Hunt wants to come aboard because I know he's not too thrilled about the situation, which would be great. Yeah. It ain't going to happen, but it'd be nice if they called and talked about it. I mean, shit – Give him, give him Henderson or someone. We'll see. Um, but it, it's too late. It's too early for me to panic. But the Falcons being, the Falcons are not. The Rams are favored by eleven points. I think the Falcons are covering that. No, 
I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to jinx it. I really think they are. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like what Steve Smith said a couple of years ago. Um, the Falcons are the get right team. So like hmm. if you have issues, just play them and they'll fix it for you. So whatever issues the whatever the issues the uh the Rams have. I think one of them actually Trevor mentioned it last week. The loss of Andrew Whitworth matters a lot because yeah, offensive nope. line looked very bad. I mean, I was, I, and, I, and the the Bills have a good defensive line, but still. Yeah, I mean, it it's it's your your offensive line is doesn't deserve to be in the NFL. If Buffalo did not blitz a single fucking time, wow. they got seven sacks. Oh, jeez, that is. Oh, when I when I read that after the game, like you know, you don't think about it, but I'm just like, because I'm not the X's and O's guy, but I'm like, man, I really didn't realize that. It's just amazing, um, and it's alarming because Joe Noteboom was considered the heir apparent to Whitworth, and he sucked. He sucked against that line, but you know, it's a 17 game season. I'm not going to panic over one game, but. If uh, if Carter if Carter walks out of Bacon Wire Bullpark to a champion, <laughs> then I'm officially putting the panic button on this team for sure. And then I'm just gonna say, let's just let Karma deliver and let them tank and let the Lions get a top five pick. And then next year we can go back to being competitive again. Um. So, yeah, I th- I think uh, man, the the one o'clock slot was fucking amazing on Sunday. Yeah. Like all these close games, you know, Lions and Falcons, of course, but like, you know, you had the, the I cannot believe how clutch Evan McPherson was against, you know, all these teams leading up to the Super Bowl. And then complete well, the one was a bad snap. I think the extra point to win. Yeah, that was a bad snap. It was really high. And then he misses that field goal in overtime. Um, that blew my mind. And I'm starting to wonder if the Bengals might be that team that makes us like we Carter, you and I kind of talked about a couple months back, like that might, might've been a one and done with how stacked the AFC is. Well, I, the problem is Zach Taylor. I mean, like Zach Taylor was not a good coach and he just, um, they caught lightning in a bottle last year with that run. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it is. Like they, they got so, I mean, and I hate the people who say you got lucky to get to the Super Bowl. Every team needs luck to get to the Super Bowl. You need breaks. You get breaks throughout the whole fucking year. It's not just one game. One moment might define certain things, but like, yeah, if your quiz, uh, the tart tart from the 49ers doesn't drop that, that pick, we might be looking at, you know, our boy Trevor celebrating a Super Bowl, but, um, I'm yeah, I'm starting to wonder if Zach Taylor is just like big brain too much. Like he's overthinking it um, because you have Jamar Chase, you have Joe Burrow, but I mean, it's amazing how they upgraded the O-line and they still fucking rock Joe Burrow. And it's not like the Steelers are the Steelers anymore. They're not the world beaters that they used to be. I was, I was blown away. I think he had what four picks and a, a fumble. Yeah. It was, yeah. Four picks and a forced fumble. Um. Yeah, they got to protect Joe Burrow. Else, he's going to end up like the next Andrew Luck. He's just going to say, "Fuck this, I'm going to retire." If this, if these guys keep kicking my ass and they won't, they won't upgrade. Um. But my other, my biggest takeaway from Week One, besides my Rams, is I forget who all in our 
in our predictions last week with Trevor talked about it, but I'm going to try to look real quick at my, uh, at my spreadsheet that I had CC make. Um, I firmly believe that this is the Patrick Mahomes revenge season. Uh, Trevor picked him to win MVP. So, and Carter, you're they're your Super Bowl champ. Yeah. So I, I can, I really, I was so impressed with him on, on Sunday, man. I was so happy, like just watching that. Obviously, because it's the Cardinals, but I'm just like, man, my guy's back. Patrick Mahomes is fucking back, baby. You um, clapped and cried, and Obama <laughs> was there when Patrick Mahomes throws another no look touchdown. Oh, man. A thing of beauty. He's my favorite quarterback to watch, and is even close. My my offensive player of the year pick looks pretty good too. I picked Justin Jefferson. Oh man, they looked that system. I mean, Kirk looked Kevin O'Connell, man. Cute Q and on Kirk looked pretty good. I I was a coward. I just I thought about taking Vikings money line. I was too scared. <laughs> Should have done it, man. But did you guys like what Aaron Rodgers said about his new receivers? Like oh, I didn't say? hear it, I but I probably don't it. like it. It was like <sighs> the it was like the patience is there right now for them because you saw that one where that rookie missed like the wide open bomb, right? Yeah, like yeah, that is pretty bad. But like someone talked to him about it, and Aaron Rodgers like the patience is there. You know, these are new guys, and it's a new system, and it's an, it's it's new for them. But uh, that patience is going to wear off the more the season yeah. goes on. Like what a fucking douchebag! Don't say that publicly. Yeah, don't. This guy doesn't. This guy hates his family. I don't think he cares about the public perception has, of himself. He has two rookie wide receivers and like a journeyman and Randall Cobb. Yeah, and he has slick back. Like hair. relax. He has like that freaking like Hitler haircut or whatever, like the Richard Spencer ass. <laughs> slick back hair definitely has sloppy steaks at the nearest Trufani's by Lambeau Field. Um. And I don't know. Yeah, let's see. And Jonathan Taylor, I thought he, he did pretty well, didn't he? Or no? I think he had a was, touchdown. I, did actually, I didn't pay attention and to that game. SD's Offensive Player of the Year has a shot, too, with uh, Devontae Adams. They lost, but he looked fucking awesome. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, but our, uh, our MVP pick of Tom Brady ain't looking that hot, but it's way too early. Um, Mahomes yeah, and Herbert. It's going to be interesting tomorrow night. Um, I think that's pretty good pod. Um, Next week, we're going to have a special guest on who I don't know. I forgot. And if he's listening, I'm really sorry. Asa from uh, Touchdowns and Touchlines podcast. Touchlines and Touchdowns. Touchlines and Touchdowns. Sorry. Um, Yeah. Sorry. You can, you can, you can read me on Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. He's going to join us next week. And, um, that's really all I got for tonight. We good? Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, fellas, let's get a win on Saturday night and uh, go green. Go white. Go white.